Hey, it's Dr. G. And whether you've been a longtime listener or you're new to the podcast, welcome. Have you ever felt like you wanted to start over or reinvent your life? If so, I want to invite you to tell me all about it. I really need your advice. And to reward you for your time, I'm going to be choosing nine listeners to join me on a free one-on-one relaunch game plan call. This call is designed to help you get clear on your specific goals so you can relaunch your life. To join in and be eligible for the free call, go to discover.drgordon.me. That's discover.drgordon.me and answer all the questions. I look forward to reading your responses and talking to you soon. Thanks for your help and thanks for launching your life with me. Welcome back to the Launch Your Life podcast, the only mindset podcast that provides weekly actionable insights for lasting happiness and change for high achieving professionals who are ready to bounce back from burnout. I'm your host, Dr. G, and today we're talking to Stephanie Loris. Stephanie is a body positive ACE certified personal trainer, ACE fitness nutrition specialist, international best-selling author and speaker. She was sick and tired of being sick and tired and needed some changes. Through small actions and goal setting, Stephanie has lost over 200 pounds. She used balanced nutrition and movement without the use of restrictive dieting, commercial weight loss plans, or supplements. She has gained a love of endurance sports. She runs marathons and is currently training for Ironman distance races. She uses the same holistic goal setting and working with clients and in groups and individually to empower people to break down the everyday so they can achieve their, achieve their best wellness personally. Stephanie specializes in beginner and adaptive fitness, aiding those of all sizes, age, conditions, illness, and ability. During the podcast, you're going to discover the power of habits in making lasting change, the importance of routine and accountability, how to change your relationship with failure, how to let go of the importance of a number when it comes to weight and health, the mindset shifts required to lose 200 pounds and keep it off, and why accountability matters. Every day at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, I post on LinkedIn. Follow me there. Just search for Dr. Michelle Gordon to get actionable life-launching tips. And when you're ready to create change in your life, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email, drg at drgordon.me. I'm happy to talk to you to find out if you're a fit for one of our life-changing programs. Thanks for launching your life with me. Now, let's get to Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the Launch Your Life podcast. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you know your story and, and what, what's happened with you and you know how you lost 200 pounds, all that stuff. Well, it's great to be here with you. Um, yes, I have lost 200 pounds and did it without intentional dieting. I have been a person who's been overweight my entire life. I was put on my first diet at five years old. You name the diet, I've done it. I've gained and lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds in my life. And I came to the point where I wasn't gonna diet anymore because diets clearly didn't work. But also something had to change. I wasn't happy. I was just going through the motions in life and felt stuck. And I'm that linear thinker, the goal setter. And so what was going to change? 
So I looked around and, okay, I'm going to drink water. Ah. And instead of like the great big, like, let's get the gallon of water and do the crazy water challenges, it was a six ounce cup of water and the obnoxious kitchen timer. And let's repeat that over and over daily and walk to the end of the office and back multiple times and start that habit. Then it was, instead of going to the drive-through twice a day, I'm gonna cook at home. Doesn't matter what I'm cooking at home, but I'm gonna cook at home. Then it was, let's start to look at the things we're cooking at home. You know, how do they make us feel? Let's swap mm -hmm. out recipes, swap out ingredients. Just through these little habit changes and I, my, I'm already just releasing weight and feeling better. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, well, let's start to bring in some movement. Now, 200 pounds heavier than I am now, I'm pretty close to losing my mobility. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, the only possible movement is walking. So walk to the end of the street and back, feel like I'm going to die. And I do it in flip-flops because putting shoes on would just be too much work. Yeah, you know, and, it's really interesting. I, I, I just want to say something yeah. about that. When, when I was about 50, 60 pounds heavier, I was taking yoga. And this woman had me bending over all the time. And I said to her, I said, you know, when I bend over, my heart rate goes really high mm -hmm. because I'm my belly's in the way and it's cutting off circulation. I said, bending over hurts. So that's that's a really uh, that's a really important fact. You know, people don't understand that when you have extra weight, um, it gets in the way. And and it's you know, not only do we have the shame around it, mm -hmm. it's it's just just making little habit changes like you did in order to start to to create change in your life that's that's the courage that's that it takes just little little things it is so you know then then the exercise it's building up walking around the block the neighborhood i get the idea in my head that i wonder if i can run and like i'm the girl that fakes sick in gym class so the mm -hmm. idea that i wonder if i can run is a foreign concept but okay, there's like a stop sign 50 yards away. Again, it's the I want to die thing, but something in me in that moment lights up and I'm like, I got to go figure out this fat girl running thing uh -huh. because this is good. And so it's, again, that progression of building up. 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, jumping over into triathlon. Now, you know, years into this, training for Ironman triathlons. And, wow. um, you know, through this process of all these little goals and building up, I've, I've gotten rid of 200 pounds just through one thing after another, one little goal after another. And it's not only the changing my eating habits, getting into movement, but also what I've changed in my emotional health, mm -hmm. how I've shored up my mental health, how I've grown my spiritual health and looked at all of those things as a whole person. Yeah. So I think that's really good. What When I first started running, 
I ran, gosh, I would say 30, 40 seconds at a time. Mm -hmm. And my heart rate would go up into the 180s. And then I would walk while I caught my breath. And then I'd run again and I walk. And then, you know, I started running. I, I mean, I don't run marathons, but it's like 5Ks. And, and I think I did the, the longest race I ever did was like the Falmouth Road Race, which is seven miles. Um, and, and I did it like at like 11 minutes per mile or something. I mean, it's not horrible, right? So the, the, the thing about exercise that people don't seem to understand is that it's 100% dose dependent. Mm -hmm. And when you do it, you get better at it, but just by just by taking little steps, right? And so, I think it's I think it's really important that when it comes to making any change, that we don't try to change everything all at once, and we don't try to have an all or nothing attitude because that's just defeatist. And and that's where you know, like we we have a we have a middle we call it the middle belly challenge, right? We've got a little weight loss challenge that we that we have here at the menopause movement and. In that challenge, we bake in indulgences and we talk about the mindset that's required to have something that, you know, if you really like it, you can have it. But if you don't like it, you got to throw it away. Right. If it's if it sucks, you got to throw it away. And and then when when um, when you have it, you have it and then you go right back to your other behavior right away. And that's that is how you build an indulgence into into your life. So when it comes to your your changes, um, did you did you see Myrna Valerio's site? Did you have you know who she is, Myrna Valerio? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So she's she's got a website called Fat Girl Running, and she wrote a book called Beautiful A Beautiful Work in Progress, which was yes. really a series of blog posts. It's an um, excellent book. It's a great book. I wouldn't call it excellent. It's a great book. There's because things don't like she start she ends some chapters with a with a story that she doesn't complete the next chapter. <laughs> so it was a little it was a little disappointing for me on that level. But but it what I really like my favorite part of that book is the is the speech at the end mm -hmm. actually and where she gave a speech about how our bodies are meant to move. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, so she's she's done she's done remarkably well. Um, so let's talk, since this is a mindset podcast, let's talk about the mindset shifts that, that you went through in order to even start. So, you know, you said, you said you had to, you know, you realized that diets don't work. You know, the diet industry is a $72 billion industry for a reason. You know, they want us to stay on the diet roller coaster, which we know doesn't work. So what got you to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. The next thing and the next thing was I'm a person that likes structure, likes routine, likes accountability. And when I could see that the little things were working, that gave me the energy, gave me the encouragement to well, what can I do next? What can I keep doing? The, the, that, that hit a dopamine when, you know, oh, the timer went off and I, I get to go do this again. You know, yeah. the go fill the cup of water and, you know, keep doing it. The, the excitement of go find a new recipe and try this. 
And, you know, if it, if it sucks and it, you know, doesn't come out, well, what can I try again? You know, there, there were nights we had really shitty meals and <laughs> you know, there, it was salad for dinner because yeah. something really didn't come out well, yeah. but you know, that it, it was the excitement of, well, you know, what, what is there that comes around out of this? And it, it, it was almost that reward cycle and, I, I like the challenge and what's next, what's next. And I think for me, that was almost when I found racing and that the endurance sports that I actually enjoyed this was that's where I found my passion in training and racing. Cause it's like, well, what is next? What is next? How do I improve? How do I keep getting better and further and yeah, do yeah. all the things? So I think it's, I think it's important that it sounds like what you did was you, you, at least with it, when it comes to cooking, you kind of changed your relationship with failure mm -hmm. and failure became an opportunity to go to do something better. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, I think that's really important in life is that is that we sometimes we seem to think that as adults we should be really good at everything we try mm -hmm. and if we're not really good right away or something doesn't work right away then it you know we got to give it up and mm -hmm. i don't know where that mindset comes from but i like to tell people i work with that anything worth doing is worth sucking at it first and you know babies are not born walking right babies are born and and they fall down and they laugh and they get up or they cry you know it doesn't matter and it takes time everything takes time and so how long did it take you to lose the 200 pounds just over 2 years okay now i've i've been maintain, I've maintained it for about six years. Like this is like an eight year span now that I've, I've been at this. And for me, like it comes down to the biggest lesson because I'm a people pleaser. The biggest lesson is that it's okay to fail, but I'm not a failure. Yeah. And that is, that ties back to all those diets, that it's the diets that failed me. I didn't fail. And really coming to the understanding that it, it's not tied to who I am, but really understanding who I am is it, it has no relationship to my actions that, you know, I, I can separate the two mm -hmm. and try again and try again and have successes, have failures. And it's not tied to my worth. Yeah. That I am inherently worthy for who I am just because I breathe and exist on this planet. I think that's really important to for us to really emphasize because for whatever reason, we live in a patriarchy and we, for, for however, and, and I'm not, I never beat down on men, but we have to talk about this, that, that women are you know pushed down and have been treated like second-class citizens and for you know for a lot of us like in my family growing up i was not seen 
I was not heard. And even now, and, and he doesn't even know he does it. I, I, my brother, my younger brother, I'll ask him a question and he'll ignore me. I have to ask him three times. And, and that's just innate kind of built in behaviors that women were not valued. So I think, I think it's really important for us to look at all of our beliefs around what it means to be a woman. And, and if you're a man listening, it really to take a look at how you treat women in your life. And even, even if you have, you know, great relationships and stuff, there are societal things that happen that just are this is the way we do things, you know, <laughs> and, and they, they can end up kind of harming us because we tend to think that that we're not as worthy. And, and in the case of anyone who's had a, a, an abuse history like me, cut, getting over that and coming to a place of understanding that, you know, my worth is not related to what somebody else thinks of me, but being innately it worthy. And, you know, that comes back to having some sort of a spiritual practice. Now, spirituality, this is not a spiritual podcast, but I think it's important that we talk about there's something bigger and, and finding something bigger helps us to really move more into purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about spirituality, uh, you know, this is a Christian nation. So a lot of people want to talk about Christianity, which is fine for me getting through like from, from, I was, I was an, an atheist for a long, long time in menopause. And then uh, I read this book, Paramahansa Yogananda called autobiography of a yogi. And that put me down a spiritual path that I'm still on. And so I think, I think it's really interesting because everything happens in the time it's supposed to, right? And we have to trust that the universe has got our backs. And so that's, and, and I know this has, this, this still relates back to weight loss, you see, because when we have a whole view of who we are, then the weight kind of takes care of itself. And weight loss, and I tell the women in my program all the time, there's no quick fix and weight loss is an inner game. And when you can start to understand the reason why you eat at night, the reason why you want to only eat carbs and sugar, the reason why you go through McDonald's 12 times a, a day. Then when you get behind the meaning, then you can start to make changes. And just like you said, like little teeny habits, little teeny things, don't, don't try and do it all or nothing because man, when you try and do all or nothing, it's just a, it's a recipe for failure, right? 100%. Yeah. It, at the, I firmly believe the weight will take care of itself. Yeah. And, you know, we, someone can come in my office and tell me I want to lose X number of pounds. That's fabulous. But I want to know why. Why do you want to lose that? And we're going to keep asking that question, why? why i want to feel better i want to keep up with my kids or my grandkids i want my clothes to fit better i want to change this health outcome or that health outcome because that's where those actionable steps your nutrition your strength your stability your cardiovascular um, endurance and, and so much more come into play that we get those very small steps so when we change those health outcomes, when we work on those things, whether or not the scale actually changes, your transformation happens, the scale takes care of itself. Yeah. And we don't need to worry about the number on the scale. 
Yeah. Your health sure. changes, your body composition changes, everything else takes care of itself. And we don't need to focus on the number. Oh, that's that's so important. And, you know, focusing on, you know, finding a process that works and then just focusing on that process. Outcomes always take care of themselves. You know, you talked about just, you know, standing up and walking to the kitchen or walking in your house initially. Um, were you getting winded when you did that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I have a friend. You may know who she is. Her name is uh, Tulin Amir. And she's... Uh, She's a weight loss coach also, but she doesn't talk about weight loss. She talks about like, losing the weight between your ears. So she's Coach Tulin, plus size fitness, and she's always showing pictures of her of her body. You know, she had a big belly drape, and um, but the story she tells is that she got up. She was like 400 pounds, and she got up off the couch and she started swaying. That's all she could do mm-hmm. was sway, and. Um, and, and now she's, you know, she'll show pictures of her, uh, you know, of her, of her working out. She's lifting weights. She's cutting weight right now. And, and it's her befores and afters are, are awesome. And I, I just, I think it's, I, I think it's really important that, that, you know, your journey is not my journey, right? And we all have our individual way of, coming through life. And one one thing I hear from women all the time is I want to fit into my high school clothes or I want to fit into my wedding dress or anything like that. And when I first started down my own weight loss journey, I was like, you know, I have to get back to how I was in high school. And then I realized that that high school body had never birthed a child. And that high school body, you know, didn't do the things. I mean, I can do more with this body now than I could when I was in high school. And so I, I really let go of that expectation and that freed me up. So how do you, how do you manage people who come in with all these expectations that they have to do this or have to do that? That is one of the places that I have to be very real and very honest and talk about the importance of presence and awareness about where you are in the very current moment because all we have is right now and all I have to go on that is my personal experience and that is because I talk about you know when when I think about had I thought about like where I would have been at my ideal size or even what my body would have looked like when I reached the weight I am now, I would have had a particular aesthetic in my mind. Now I'm in a body size that is smaller than I have ever been. I'm smaller than I was in middle school. Wow. And which blows my mind, but I don't encompass an aesthetic that I would have ever anticipated because I have hanging skin. Mm -hmm. I don't have curves in the places I would have expected to have curves. Uh, You know, it's, it's not the wonderful, sexy body everybody would have thought about. Uh, menopause has brought the little pooch that I've never had. So it it's 
I, I've had to get comfortable with a body I never thought I'd have at a smaller weight that I've never lived. And so you get to this, this magical number and you're like, wait, but where's the body? And so we, we start to, to get to this place of expectation and we're wait, huh? we don't have it. Yeah. So it's managing our expectations and just looking at what is okay, what is not, Mm -hmm. and what can we live with? You know, while I don't have that picture, that aesthetic, I am strong Mm -hmm. inside and out. I can do things that I never imagined. I am, you know, I have a life I never pictured. Like there, there's things that are absolutely incredible. And so I have to ground myself in that. And I'm very grateful for that. And look at the abundance that I have around that instead of, oh my gosh, the skin around my arms is greater than the circumference of my muscles, (laughs) you know, things like that. Okay. I can live with that. (laughs) So the fact that you're, that you're smaller than you've ever been in your life, I think, I think that's, that's an important mindset thing to look at because things happen and we come to certain expectations right and one of the things that like like let's say we're we're born poor and then all of a sudden we win the lottery about 90 percent of the people who win the lottery millions of dollars they're it's gone within five years because they don't have the mindset of somebody who is wealthy and there's a whole thing about belief and deserving and, and things like that right so how what did you have to overcome to accept yourself at this new place in your life and realize that this is now who I am. Because that, I mean, you look in the mirror, you probably still are like, oh my God, that's me. There is lots of therapy involved. (laughs) (laughs) I I have, no joke. I mean, there, I, I don't know how to live in this body. I mean, there, there is therapy. I have, I have gone to stylists because I don't know how to dress this body. I still go to the store and don't know how to pick up the size clothing to fit this body. And because I don't know how to dress it. And so it's, it's having to get the support to live in a body that is very foreign to me because I don't feel like the adult that I am because I still feel like the child that's so much larger. That's really important. And so how we see ourselves is how we're going to kind of portray ourselves in the world. And you know, you're what you're, you're 40 years old, right? Yes. Yeah. But in your mind, you're still, you know, 
13, maybe 14, thinking about what you, you know, how you felt at that time. And I totally get that, you know, at 15, I, I mean, I'm still like that 15 year old girl, especially around men. And it's, it's, it's like, what the hell? Why am I acting like this? I'm a 57 year old woman. And so it's, it's really funny. And I think, I think it does come back to patriarchy and the way that, that women are treated like as less than. And so we start to think of ourselves that way. And so how can we, and I think this is an important shift for anyone who's listening to this. We need to start to see ourselves as like how we view our moms. If, if, if even, even if our moms were not good moms, right? We still saw them as adults, mm-hmm. right? Or, or our grandmas or whatever. And so we have to start like seeing ourselves, our adult selves as adults. That is, I mean, you're the first person I've ever talked to about that, who, who actually understood that. Everything comes through the filter of my 15 year old self. It doesn't, not so much anymore. Now I'm starting to be an, an adult and that's been going on for a while since I started doing mindset work. But, but I think, I think that's so important for us to just, you know, really take a look and say, well, you know, is this coming through the filter of my hurt, my hurt child, or is it coming through the filter of my rational adult? And when we can do that, we can separate that. Then we can get some distance from whatever the thing is that might be triggering us. And then we can start to make, you know, make a response that is maybe more rational. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really good. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this who's, you know, ready to lose 200, 300 or more pounds and how how would you how would you advise them to to get started? You would when you look at something as daunting as I've got this massive amount of weight that I'm looking to lose. It's not about the number. Mm -hmm. It's about what can I do to improve my quality of life today? You like for me, it was the water that Mm -hmm. I started with. And I started with the water because I wasn't drinking water. I was living on coffee and diet Coke. And so what is the one thing that you can do today, not tomorrow or the next day, or that you're going to do to overhaul your life completely, but what's the one thing that you can do today that's going to help you feel better? Yeah. And it could, it could even be something as simple as just writing in a journal or, you know, it, it really doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be life changing, but it has to be something. I would argue that it should not be something huge and that, that you're going to have more success when you do something really, really small Mm -hmm. consistently. And what I tell the ladies in my programs is you want to find the next thing that's impossible to fail and then do that consistently because what you did when you when you take a look at it from you know far away 6 years away is that you started changing your habits mm-hmm. and it's our habits that get us where we are and it's our habits that are going to get us out and behavior change is hard and you have to have a strong why like you said and it's really interesting because in in our 28 day mental belly challenge I do the same thing I take people through a why exercise and it's a series of 10 questions and I I went through it myself as I was recording the video and my my why came out to be something that had nothing to do with weight loss right it was I want to live in peace and harmony with the world and have a purpose and a legacy and so 
that's and that's that's an important why to me. And so I think I think that that when you can have some, an emotional why, and you can start to just make one small habit change that you can consistently do, then you're going to start to make progress toward your goal. And man, we have to make friends with our brains because our brains, man, they, they keep us in those horrible, horrible habits. I mean, the brain wants us just to stay consistent, right? It, it wants us to do what we've always done because that's the easiest thing. And so when we start to make changes, the brain's like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? I don't want to do this, right? And so I'm sure there were days, and why don't we talk about that? The, the days that, that you wanted to stay on the couch instead of go for a walk. How did you overcome that? For me, that's where accountability is, comes in. And accountability is a dirty word for a lot of people. And I'm a person that puts accountability in, in a lot of different places. I have accountability in that physical area of life. I have a coach. I have a sports dietitian. I have the therapist. I have the the spiritual people. I have all those people in those different areas that not only, you know, shoulder tap, how's it going, but bring in the support that I need mm -hmm. so that when I have those days where I really don't want to do it, they're questioning, are you really sure about that? And, you know, they may actually be doing the workout alongside me or on Zoom these days. But, you know, it it just it's having what I need when I need it, because if I don't have the support, I'm probably not going to do it. That's yeah. the reality of it. Yeah, that's, I think it's really important. I mean, there's, I'm in a program for my business and I have an accountability buddy and we talk about three things we're going to do each day. Uh, we talk to each other on Voxer and it's, it's really helpful actually, because, you know, if I don't do it, I got to fess up. Right. So, um, so that's, that's, that's so important. And even if all you're doing is maybe posting on social media, if you don't have somebody you can talk to, you just post and then you have to follow up because that makes it real. It's so easy for us to lie to ourselves. And we're, you know, I have a big, one of the, one of the core values for me and for my business is uh, integrity. And I have to do what I say I'm going to do. And people in my, in my, who work for me have to do what they say they're going to do. And we don't make excuses. We just, you know, if, if we can't meet deadlines, we talk about why. Right. And it's so important that I say, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, I, I've really got to follow through. And if I don't, then I'm going to be letting down all these people or I'm going to be letting down myself and then I can go into a negative spiral. And so we, we have to really up our integrity, I think, to in order to be successful in anything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how how you work with people and how they find you? Well, I work with people, I work, I work with individuals, groups, and businesses, either with uh, movement, nutrition, or marrying of the two, or individually. And um, that, that happens in a lot of different ways. People can find me, I'm on social media, on some iteration of Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness. Um, soul is spelled S-O-L-E. But the easiest way to find me is my website, heartandsoulsolefit.com. And 
my website, there, there's a place there. You can get on a call with me just to talk about wellness. You know, what, Mm -hmm. which, what are your needs? I'm not everybody's right fit, but I do have a huge referral network of people I know, like, and trust that if I'm not your jam, somebody else is. So let's, let's say that uh, I call you up. I have a call with you. I want to work with you. What's, what's the first thing that you do for me? Well, depending on what your needs, what your goals are, it's that, that high touch or low touch. You know, some people really need that, that hand holding, that, that coaching of, I, I need, I need movement. I, I need that, that coaching and support with um, nutrition and all the things, then we're going to meet quite a bit. And so we, we have a coaching package for that. Some people are like, I just, I, I know what, what I'm working towards. I don't need all, all of your time, but I need your expertise. So I have the self-guided coaching program and we've got that available too. So kind of the the three bears approach. Right on. So tell me about what you're doing in terms of your triathlon training. How's that going? So this year I have uh, two half Ironmans on the calendar and potentially a full Ironman at the end of the year. I'm still waffling on that. Okay. Um, but I, I work with a coach and so that is just, you know, de- depending on the week, uh, it's a variance of swim, bike, run workouts and strength training in between. So how many hours uh, a day would you say you're exercising now? So I do 60 minutes a day and long workouts once a week that vary between three and five hours. And how many marathons have you completed? I've done, um, I've done two full marathons and seven and a half marathons. Wow. That's crazy. I, I mean, I can't, I can barely run right now. I, my fitness is because I had I had, a, I had a foot injury and and I couldn't I couldn't run so and I got burned out on the bike, but I've got my bike set up here. I I, I I've got a trainer. I use the Wahoo Kicker. What do you use for your bike trainer? So I I have an old school dumb trainer. It's it's the the Cyclops Mag the Mag trainer. Yeah, I have one of those in my garage. I haven't I I don't think I ever set it up, but I really like the Wahoo Kicker. I actually have two of them. I have one for my house and one for my, when I travel. Yeah. So anything else you were hoping to share with the, with the audience? You know, my, my main message is you, you have to be your own advocate mm-hmm. because you, you are always going to have people that are going to tell you that weight loss is the answer to everything. Yeah. And while that is always the first and main message, health outcomes are always what what should be our focus. Yeah. Because when we make the changes that transform the health outcomes, the weight takes care of itself. And when we can advocate for that, we are going to have the lasting change that makes the difference in the long term. Yeah, it really all has to do with habits. It's just little teeny it habits. It truly does. Yeah. No. Well, thanks so much for being a part of our podcast today. It's been really great talking to you. 
Thank you.